This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It is Kelly Bidlin in the house. Good hey, morning to you, Kelly. How you doing, man? Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Let me button up this shirt right here. Okay, <laughs> hey, we're still we're definitely Sorry prepared, ready to go. Um, Take two. Kelly and I, before the show started, getting into a, uh, a I don't know, it's not a heated discussion, but 80s, strange 80s music voices. Mm. We brought up the fine young cannibals with a guy who sank through his ears <laughs> to the tune of two hits. And then you had the egregious coupling with Michael McDonald, which I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get over for the next two hours. Because that guy's it's, a genius. It's not that Michael McDonald has a bad voice. It's just one of those, like, watch him sing, and I'm like, why, why, are, you, uh, why are you making up this voice? Like, I don't believe that's how he talks in person. <laughs> he does not talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, does, I don't know if I've ever seen an interview. I just imagine this, like, deep voice. He, like, hey, Gil, how are you? No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't worry. He's not like, I keep forgetting. He doesn't talk like that, though. Okay. Uh, on the show today, oh, look at this. Not only my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews in studio here at the South Point. But also Joe Pita in studio. Let's go. On the heels of Todd Wishnev yesterday here at the South Point. Joe Pita, who uh, you may recall for many different iterations, uh, used to write for ESPN Chalk, wrote the book Trading Bases about his baseball modeling while he was convalescing from uh, getting hit by an ambulance back in the day in New York. Um how he regained his love for the sport of baseball. Then he did the uh, proprietary Masters Tour Guide, the 2019 Tour Guide book, where he got into proprietary Augusta data. His latest effort, Kelly, look at this, little show and tell. You ready for this? Moneyball for the Money Set. I'm holding it up for those at VEASAN.com or the VEASAN app. Watch it here. Moneyball for the Money Set. This is using sports analytics to predict the returns of portfolio managers with startling accuracy. We're going to talk about that with Joe. Um, and we're going to talk about what he's doing in Survivor, what he's thinking about there as well, his thoughts on the Immaculate Grid. We'll be all over the place with Joe at studio. Can't wait for that. Mark Borchard on baseball. Man, is the baseball season getting great. Giants throw out a uh, Kyle Harrison yesterday, his second start. 11 Ks. He had 9 Ks through 4. Giants win. They're only a half game out now. Once again in the National League. Uh, some great races, obviously. AL West. AL East. We'll talk to Mark about all that. Drew Dinsick will join us. His thoughts on the U.S. Open. I got off to a rocky start yesterday. One and three on the dogs. So down a little shy at two units there to begin with. Um, Drew had a good day, though. He hit both of those first-round dogs he gave out on the Beating the Book podcast. U.S. Open preview, so we'll talk to him about that. And Dan Weston with his day two 
U.S. Open plays as well. I'll have four coming up as well. Four dogs again for Young Gill. We'll do that here uh, momentarily. First, though, last night, speaking of baseball, I had a whole rant yesterday on why I thought it was just criminal and just ridiculous. Not criminal, but just the most incongruous thing in, in sports betting was the fact that Spencer Strider wasn't the favorite or the short shot to win the NL Cy Young. And I said I anticipate that by tomorrow, the meeting this morning, he will be. And ladies and gentlemen, he is now, once again. We anticipated that correctly. Spencer Strider is the short shot uh, by a fraction, by a little bit, at DraftKings. I believe Spencer Strider is, what, plus 150? Yeah, and... plus 150. Blake Snell, plus yep. 160. Gallon, 2-1. to 2-1. to one. So what happened last night, in case you missed it, is Blake Snell had himself a fine outing against the, uh, the lackluster St. Louis Cardinals. Blake Snell got out of one harrowing jam, which saved his night. He ends up uh, going seven strong, didn't give up an earned run. Just gave up two hits, nine Ks, five walks, the bugaboo. But he lowers his ERA to 2.60. His whip is still much higher than the other two at 1.26. Gallon, and this is what we really anticipated, five and a third against the Dodgers last night. And the Doyers just beat him up. Six earned runs, nine hits, three Ks against three walks. And Gallon's ERA goes all the way up to 3.32. So now the difference between Gallon and Strider's ERA is .14. Negligible at this point. And that was... And anybody who thought Gallon ought to be the short shot or the favorite was like, oh, is he all right? Well, not anymore. And so he's now the third shot. If I go to Tom, you know what I didn't do this morning, Kelly? I didn't go to Tom Tango's um, Cy Young tracker to see if that has been updated. Because yesterday I was, again, reporting that that, the tried and true Tom Tango Cy Young tracker, that, in fact, Spencer Strider had climbed to a very close third. Remember when we had been doing it, right. he was all the way down at eighth. Uh, right now, I am. Yeah, they have not updated. I don't believe have they? I can't get it to work. Gallon updated numbers for you on the road: three and five win loss record and a four point eight one ERA. Four point eight one ERA <laughs> on the road. Can can a guy who has a four point eight one road ERA be a Cy Young winner? It's, just, it's the no. part I can't get over. Like that's the part I can't get over. It's also a peculiar split because it's not like the Diamondbacks' ball factor is like oh right. what a pitcher's park. <laughs> right. Uh, the answer to the Tom Tango question is Blake Snell is number one with a nice little lead over Spencer Strider. But, yeah, Zach Gallen has fallen into a distant third. But he's got Blake Snell in there at number one now. He's got Blake Snell over Garrett Cole. Blake Snell ain't winning no Cy Young. It's not like this is Steve Carlton winning 27 games for a 58-win Philly club, I believe it was. This is an 11-win guy playing for a team that's eight games below 500. That everybody expected to be great. I know you don't have to be on a winning team to win a Cy Young, but you you gotta actually win games. And if you're like, wait, Gil, you're, you love analytics, you love uh, you love advanced metrics. Yeah, but these voters, they're all about wins. ERA too, but wins. Anyway, so Tango has Snell first, Strider second. I'll go Strider. Thanks very much. So that was updated yesterday. The other big thing was the was while we were I was with Wishnev again last night at Caesars uh, with his buddy RJ and the Almond guy, and uh, we were watched. We were betting baseball. We were betting. By the way, the other thing, WNBA, I don't want to let that slip. The Liberty own the Aces. It's pretty incredible. Own them. Yeah, I watched that pretty much that entire game. That was the that was the cruisiest bet of the night, was that one. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they were down seven. Liberty were early, and then they just destroyed them the rest of the game. But as it was, we were betting all this stuff, and then the news came down about Colt McCoy. This was the this is the most bizarre. Well, I don't know if it's bizarre because it's it's all about tanking. Don't let, don't let the mainstream media tell you otherwise, because you don't see the word tank in any of their stories. 
But this is about the most blatant NFL pre-flop tank job you're likely to see. They cut Colt McCoy, who in Kyler Murray's absence, and remember they have Kyler, Kyler Murray on the uh, PUP, so he's gone for at least four weeks, and then it's sort of like the option for him to be out for the entire season if he doesn't come back in a certain period of time after that. Yeah, he's got like a few weeks to, to train and practice with the team and get ready, and then otherwise they got to rule him out for the season. Yeah. So just, you know, less than two weeks before the season begins, they cut Colt McCoy, who, say what you will, is a veteran starter who, serviceable, could win you some football games. Instead, they're going to go with the newly acquired, one of these two guys, the newly acquired Joshua Dobbs, who they just picked up three days ago, hasn't even taken a snap. Uh, today will be the first time he puts his hands under center for the Arizona Cardinals. Or Clayton Toon, their fourth-round draft pick. One of those guys is the Arizona Cardinals starting quarterback come the first Sunday of the, of the year. Was that 12 days from now yeah. against the Washington Commanders. A, the Commanders may end up being the most heavily, talking percentage-wise, the most heavily picked Week 1 survivor play in the history of Week 1 survivor plays because they fall under every, they, they, they check every box. One, the Cardinals are tanking, and two, you're likely not to see a, a time later in the season where the, where the Commanders appear to be an obvious pick. So there's going to be a ridiculous percentage of people who pick the Commanders. Yeah, seven-point favorite right now. Please let them lose if I have some entries that don't have the Commanders. Um, that There's that. Seven-point favorite, that totals at 38-and-a-half. So there's that, yes. And then, but the other thing is, how do you bet this? Because we were, I, my immediate instinct, Kelly, was worst record. What's the, what's the number on worst record? But of course, distracted by all the betting, right? I didn't do anything. So here, here are some of the options that currently exist. So I, I firmly admit, I did not pull the trigger on any of them. Did you? Did you pull any? Did no, no, I didn't. So it, when we talked just specifically about the fewest wins market, I already have a couple bets in it. Yeah, I have, I have the Raiders and the Titans in it. Well, I have, I, and I have Panthers last team to lose. Okay, right. Or last team to win. Last team to win. Last pardon me. Win. Last yeah. team to win. Fifteen to one. So currently, you know, here's some here's some options. Regular season lowest scoring team. If you want to play it that way, Cardinals the short shot plus three eighteen. Last team to record first win, which is what I have the Panthers in. I have the Panthers at 15 to 1. They're 13 50 now. Cardinals are the short shot 4 to 1. Last team to record first win. How about most regular season losses? There's all kinds of ways to bet this. Plus 250. By the way, the Cardinals also, just to be thorough, 400 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. We <laughs> should point that out as well. <laughs> gotta be thorough. We yep. should point that out as well. <laughs> to go 0 and 17, can I interest you in that? 16 to 1. Nah. There's- gotta be longer. And perhaps most straightforward, their season win total is at three and a half at DraftKings with the overjuiced at minus 145. Are there four wins there? I, I don't know. I don't know that there are. What was the what was that number on the the last I think the last team with a win to get a win would be the one I would bet. Because that I mean their their schedule, that's not that's four to one. At circa. Oh, so you're getting four to one on that, right? You're getting four to one on that. You're almost getting double what you would get on fewest wins. I think I'd bet that instead. 
I, I mean, I don't think at Commanders, I mean, at Commanders is easy. Home against the Giants, home against the Cowboys, at the 49ers, home against the Bengals. Like, I think you're talking week five probably when, before you're really thinking maybe you got a chance at the Rams. If they if they come out of the gates a complete dumpster fire like they're look they're looking like the best part about this my favorite part of the story was was the head coach <laughs> you see this part where uh, Gannon says he says we're not going to announce Jonathan Gannon says we're not going to announce a starter yeah because you have no idea he says I think it's a competitive advantage for us going to Washington. <laughs> But, sure, we'll, yeah. but, but we'll know who the starter is. I mean, you thought Colt McCoy was your starter for the past six months. The theory being Dobbs is more mobile, I guess, since you have to prepare for two types of quarterbacks. Aerospace uh, engineer. I didn't bet any of them. Those are your options. But, I mean, the, the market has adjusted yeah. such that I, that I don't love any of those. We'll come back. Dan Weston on the U.S. Open next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. The updated NFL betting guide will be released on Thursday. Throughout the NFL preseason, the v experts have been reevaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide will have... Picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits, and football contest strategies. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now's the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for as low as $19. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. I always appreciate the feedback. Motor City Mike, the show shall be called the Spencer Strider Show for the next three months. It's after our rant yesterday. Spencer Strider wants to get the short shot now to win National League Cy Young. Uh, this is from Robert at uh, VA Stone 23. He says, rant again. Snell now being the short shot is even crazier, in my opinion. I'd agree. It's up there, too. Joe Peter letting everybody know that he'll be back here uh, at the top of the hour to discuss his new book, as we talked about as well. Uh, oh, this I, is. I mean, that was a big move on Gallon. <laughs> Right. I mean, after one game, that's a massive move. The point of the segment yesterday was 
hey, betters, get ahead of it because it's about to go down, right? And it did go down. What did you say his, his road ERA is now? Four, four eight, one. <laughs> uh, no. That, is, that Cy Young, is that a Cy Young Award winner? No, it is not. Let's stop. And again, I, went, I mean, I'm not going to re- repeat it, but I went through a, a, a dissertation about Spencer Strider's accolades. Historic. They're historic. You snubbed him from the rookie of the year last year. Please don't snub him, Cy Young, before his arm falls off. I don't want to say that, put that in the air, but it's like he's just unbelievable what he's doing. He is pushing the limits of the human arm on a baseball diamond. Stop it with anybody else. Um, what was I doing? Tweets? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> this is from uh, FXman242. Rick Astley, top three, voice. And that man, no way. Talking about 80s crazy voices. So uh, the, the, the candidates are the dude from the Fine Young Cannibals. We should probably learn his name. Those, Look it up. He sung through his ears. You drive me crazy. Michael McDonald. Keep forget. That guy's awesome. And then Rick Astley. What was Rick Astley? Oh, never going to give you up. You can sing that one for us, Kelly. Chance Copperpot. We're doing let we- you down. If we're doing weird <laughs> singing voices that don't make sense from the 80s, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day has to be included. Was that the 80s? Uh, I think they barely makes the cut. Barely made the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I, I do believe they were Green, late Green Day. Oh, he says started. Green Day formed in 87, so that's technically, technically the 80s, he said. Anyway, we go on all. But, but Michael McDonald is king. I mean, stop it with You can't compare him to the others. He's a genius, for God's sakes. Roland no, Gift? Roland Gift. That was his name, yeah. Though I went to see the Doobies when they were in town last time, and it's, I think it's over, which is sad. Ladies and gentlemen, this man has a great voice. I'm sure he has a great singing voice as well. He comes to us from Tennis Ratings on Twitter. You can find his work at Pinnacle, at Betfair, and elsewhere. It's Dan Weston. How you doing, Dano? Oh, I am good, Gil. And, uh, yeah, loving the 80s song references. And uh, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to give the listeners a few good things rather than driving them crazy. Yeah, there you go. See what he did there? That's why he paid Dano the big <laughs> bucks right there. Oh, nicely done. So, Dan, uh, before we get to your how, how your day one went and what you like here day two at the U.S. Open, which, by the way, I don't know how you guys view I mean, Wimbledon is the most prestigious of all the slams. It's the one where you ask the players, hey, if there's one we want to win, Wimbledon is usually the answer because of that prestige. There's nothing like a raucous U.S. Open crowd from our vantage point. Do you see it the same way from where you're sitting? Yeah, I, th- I think the tradition of Wimbledon makes it really difficult to, to beat as the number one, but I think it's anything out of the four. U.S. Open is probably number two. Uh, definitely number one in the hard court slams. Um, coming in the calendar when it does as well, going sort of two-thirds towards the end of the season. Australian Open uh, coming right at the start when sort of players are in a bit bit of you know, questionable condition a lot of the time. And, and yeah, no, the, the U.S. Open probably is a bit more sort of time zone friendly for most of the world as well. So that helps too. What were your post-draw thoughts? So for those who are still looking to bet in the futures market, because these are always put back up here in the early rounds, what were your thoughts on how it shook out for Novak Djokovic? I think I know the answer to this. And how it shook out for Iga Sviatek? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, it shook out pretty well for for Novak. I'm the the pick I actually liked most. If you can get into the quarter markets, was um, Tommy Paul. Me to too, win. baby. We're simpatico on that one. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I think that's the draw seems to 
have nicely opened up for him, uh, or will nicely open up for him. And that also has a little bit, even with, uh, for example, Dominic Team winning yesterday against Public has probably probably helped him a little bit in that in that cause. And in the women's, um, I quite like. You can get. I don't know if you if you can get this kind of market in America, but around eight to one uh, Europe, you can get on a Swiatek Sabalenka final. Oh, I don't. I don't think we do have that. But close, we we got a we had a field bet, which I think was Fiatek Sabalenka and I want to say Jesse Pagula versus the field. But we didn't have a exact final matchup market that I saw anywhere. But that's an interesting mm. one. So you think Sabalenka does beat Iga in the finals? No, well, just no. They'll face each other. It's eight to one that they play each other. Eight to one. About yeah, eight yeah. to one is the bet. Okay. Plus six fifty at DraftKings. Oh, there you go. I'm sorry. DraftKings does have it. Plus six fifty at DraftKings. Um, how did you do yesterday? How did the how did this tournament start for you? Yeah, so so good start in the men's. I was was really keen to to take on Ben Shelton because he's just been in a really bad run of form. And, and also, I don't know if you if you noticed this, but he 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 derives over a third of his ranking points from one tournament, which is uh, the Australian Open quarterfinal that right. he made in January. Uh, and he didn't beat a single top fifty player to win that. So that's I look sometimes for these kind of flawed ranking players who. You know, maybe they got the draw opened up for them, and they got a ton of ranking points in in one particular event. And actually, if Shelton lost in the first round of that tournament, he would have um, he would actually be ranked about eighty high eighties in the world, about eighty seven, eighty eight. So, um, and I think that's probably more in line with with where I see him in terms of being extremely limited on return. And I thought that he would struggle to to win by a big margin, even against a pretty mediocre opponent in Pedro Kachin. Um And we cashed in um, with, with, with Pedro turning uh, uh, in the six, one first set to win on the game handicap. So that was a five and a half start for that one. Um, lost a bit on Mertens in the women's and the handicap, which she sort of scraped through. It was, I went to sleep and it was one all with Mertens having a break point in the final set. I was like, right, okay, well, hopefully she'll get this done done uh, with, without too much fuss. She didn't break that game and uh, nicked it in the end, but very unconvincingly. So that was a, that was a shame. And I think we go back to tomorrow, first of all, before today, Shelton is against Dominic Team, and, and I don't mind Team as a slight underdog there after that great win against Public, coming off the final of Kitzbühel as well. I don't think we're ever going to see Team close to where he once was, but can he beat? Pretty limited player, I think so. Yeah, he beat he beat Bublik in straight sets, didn't he? In the opening yeah. round, yeah, it was pre- pretty yeah. clean performance from Dominic Team. So Definitely. Th- so that's yeah. tomorrow, by the way. Uh, Dano liking Dominic Team as a dog against Ben Shelton. What about today? Um, so today, uh, there's not much that really catches my eye on on on, on both sides, really. Um, one one play that I don't mind is. Uh, fading Nicholas Jarry, who 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 uh, actually uh, gave a walkover in in Cincinnati last time he was supposed to be on court. Jarry is a pretty solid favourite, despite that sort of in, uh, recent fitness issues. And um, he's playing against a pretty talented young player who who uh, maybe hasn't played a lot of hard court though, uh, Luca Van Ash, but he did win. Uh, indoor title on the challenger level in March against uh, some quality opposition. So uh, I, I like, I quite like sort of the potential of, of a younger player there against a potentially injured player at, at underdog prices, but it's not a major lean. Um, they're both 
Brits, who are favourites in this, uh, the men's draw tonight, Norrie and Andy Murray, I think both of them have got some kind of a, uh, a fitness or form issues. Um, it wouldn't Certainly I wouldn't be uh, looking at a Brit double, but I'm not sure which one looks a bit more vulnerable. Possibly. Nor- Norrie probably out of his face is the better player, but Murray with those fitness issues in particular. Um, and then in the women's, again, there's a lot of kind of mismatches and stuff like that, So, it's, which often happens in these early rounds of slams. It's definitely uh, our round one in a slam. It's always tricky, especially with all these injury players coming in with injury doubts and stuff like that. Um, but I quite like Caroline Garcia just because uh, even though she hasn't won all the games recently, she she's facing a downgrade in opposition. Yifan Wang, whose opponent has won a lot of games recently, but hasn't really played anyone that decent. So it's almost like a horse race where, you know, one, you know, the, 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 the high profile horse has dropped down two grades and the, the, the lower profile horse has won a couple of races at a lower grade and now steps up. That's tough. So of all of that, a fate of Nicholas Jari is the one that you like the best. I think so. It's, it's, it's close, but yeah. Okay. Dano, appreciate it. I know you're going on a trip. Bon voyage, sir. Have a safe trip. Thank you, Phil. We'll catch up soon. Absolutely. Dan Weston at Tennis Ratings. I'll have my plays. I might be Abbo Dan on one of these. I found it tough on the, on the men's side to find stuff as well, but I got a few on the ladies' side. That's next in Drew Densick's picks on the way. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to G.Bank. Slash B sense. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at Beatty the Book. Uh, as always, appreciate every, everybody's feedback. Kevin uh, at, uh, what's his name? Clone Bonin. He says, What odds would you guys need to see to bet an undefeated season in the NFL? I agree, 16 to 1 is way too low. Yeah, way too low. That also applies to winless, too. I know we were talking about how the Cardinals are in full tank mode, but it's tough not to win a game. The 16 to 1 was, was the winless, wasn't it? What we were talking about earlier was the winless. Yeah, yeah. He was just he was talking about to, he was talking about the opposite to bet an undefeated season. Yes, I think it is extremely difficult to do either one. Either one. I mean, again, remember the year that I got deep in Survivor to two, three years ago. That the Rams were seventeen point home favorites and lost to the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I believe someone said once before any given Sunday. Has anybody said that before? <laughs> Mike Alvarez, Gilly, go ahead and take the commodes unless the line gets to minus seventeen or they trade for Jared Goff. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, teaser is, leg. Week one teaser leg. <laughs> it is a total teaser leg. Jesse Welch. At this point, I'm profitable with Snell, Strider, Gallon, and even Steele. Can't wait until tax season to get the award announced by Mrs. Gertrude Strider at Cash My Ticket. Yeah, I mentioned that yesterday. Gertrude Strider. Strider. How MLB Network just telegraphs the awards pass. Uh, Robert Busa wants to add Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo. He had a unique voice. Also, damn good live. Uh, and then uh, Mark Geiger, in-house attorney for a numbers game. I hear there's an opening for an 80s DJ on the service that formerly hosted Vison. I may know someone there if you're interested. <laughs> Falsetto ability is a big plus on the resume. Kelly could probably get the sidekick gig there too. All right, we'll uh, we'll apply. Hey, you've got a harkening uh, back to your old days. We always harken back. Oh yeah, you man. Know. You've you've got something today. I'm right? super I'm super excited. Some of my old R&B San Francisco people have invited me on their show. 
their Facebook show. That's awesome. So all I'm going to do is talk about those days later tonight. I'll send you the link later. That's great. Yeah, tweet out the link. One of the things I'm going to say is I'm going to be like, dude, these kids found my old CD. They they couldn't stop laughing. I'm going to tell them. <laughs> ben Wilson found my old CD. He couldn't stop laughing. segment we've ever done here. Y'all have no idea. None. Ladies and gentlemen, when he did the uh, U.S. Open podcast last week, he did it from nature. So much so that when his phone overheated, he had to do the rest of the podcast from inside a car. Well, today, from nature, Drew, it's corporate Drew, as he's in front of the yes. NBC headquarters. It's Drew Densick, everybody. Look at that guy. <laughs> what a flex. Look at this. With the Olympic with the Olympic rings behind him. It's Drew Densick, everybody. Whale underscore capper from the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge <laughs> podcast at NBC Sports, from which he broadcasts. How you doing, man? I'm great, man. Hanging out at Corporate HQ, doing a little talent summit here, a little, uh, little, little brainstorming, a little uh, marketing training, all, all of all of the above. Getting ready for the football season. Wow. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have an expanded role or not yet, but uh, hopefully uh, there'll be something cool cooking. Hopefully, uh, either you do. way, yeah. yeah, either way, uh, it's cool to meet a lot of these people. Uh, you know, shake some hands and you know just kind of get to know people face to face because I've been working remotely from LA for. All of the years I've worked for NBC now, yeah. so uh, cool to kind of be actually in the uh, in the building, and uh, even cooler, it's going to afford me the opportunity to uh, head down to Flushing Meadows for uh, for tennis tonight. Going to get to see some Alcaraz in the flesh. This guy, which I cannot cannot wait to see uh, at what Alcaraz looks like. Um, you know, on on uh, on center court on Arthur Ashe, uh, biggest stadium in tennis uh, on earth. Uh, and, uh, you know, in general, just a good card tonight. I think I'm going to, I'm going to definitely go see Taro Daniel, uh, Gail Mulphy. Uh, that one should be a pretty incredible match, uh, and excited to see that one. So, yeah. um, yeah, it should be a fun night in Flushing Meadows. Good for you. Someone had a ticket for me on, on Sunday. I thought it was for Saturday. Saturday, I would have gone Sunday. I'm like, I don't know. Cause it's, I got to rush back here. So it's a great scene though, man. Bucket list for sure. You'll, I know you'll enjoy. So good for you. Um, by the way, no earthquake there. You're just holding the phone, right? Just making sure that there's yeah, no trouble. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, making sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I left, you my, left my stand inside. Yeah. Are you Sorry. kidding me? I'm impressed whatever Drew does. Whatever this. he's doing. Are, are you kidding? I'd be like incredible. a shaky disaster after Co- eight minutes. Coaching <laughs> thoughts while holding the phone in front of him. So listen, how, here's how you can. First of all, I'm rooting for you. I hope they give you a higher profile. Uh, one of the things you can do to impress them is tell them about your day one. You hit a couple dogs that you gave out on the uh, on the podcast. Yes. Yes, the U.S. Open is off to an awesome start. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, Bonzi and uh, and Jiri uh, both come through. Uh, I was a little nervous about uh, Bonzi at times, but uh, that was solid. And then, but Jiri, Jiri was just a truck yesterday. Nakashima did not show up. No, he didn't. Um, and uh, yeah, and honestly, actually, I, I kept my card pretty small yesterday, and that was pretty good. I avoided uh, a couple of true heartbreakers. Uh, so good, good start for me for the tennis card, and. Uh, Actually, I kind of like the men's uh, slate overall today. There's oh, you a couple do. Of, um, See, Dano. Yeah, there's a couple of good ones. Dano um, didn't like any. He, didn't really like anything, and I, I thought it was sparse. Really? What did you? What did you end up with? Mm, interesting. So uh, the aforementioned Taro Daniel uh, Gael Malfi match. Uh, that one to me, the total looks too low. Um, seeing the 37 uh, out there, and you know, I, I think this is realistically looks like a, a, a deep four, maybe a five set match. Uh, we know that uh, Malfi is um, uh, not not one to be shy of leaning into kind of really length, lengthening a match. And uh, honestly, Taro Daniel in qualifying was pretty darn solid. His, um, his so hardcore numbers are great, Taro Daniels. Yeah, I, yeah. They, they are. And, and uh, people kind of I think people can just kind of forget that he's even a factor uh, when we get to this time of the season. 
Um, but uh, he's live to upset Malfi, in my opinion. People kind of just assume Malfi is going to make a run here, and I, I don't know that I've seen enough uh, really from him recently to say that that's sure. Uh, but uh, Tarot, yeah, just so, to give yeah. you an idea, Tarot Daniel, I do this thing where I, I have the picks that I kind of that I like, and then I winnow it down. Tarot Daniel was in the one that it was in the ones that I winnowed off at the end. So because I yeah. didn't bet it, you are going to get that one home. <laughs> There's no well, question. So, yeah. Here's here's how it's going to go. Malfi's going to uh, he's going to split the first two. He's going to win the third in impressive fashion in a tie break. He's going to tank the fourth set. That's exactly. Uh, and then gonna he's going to he's going to pull off some miraculous <laughs> right. fifth set nonsense, you know, and deep in the tie break or something like that. So it's I think Mumphy probably comes through three two, but I like that over thirty seven games a ton. Uh, over sets is a fair bet as well. I think that can go the distance. Um, the uh, the most interesting match for me of the day is Sebastian Baez versus Borna Chorich. Uh, Baez is coming off of a pretty impressive run in Winston Salem, and a lot of times when you know some when a, you know when a 250 grinder wins the 250 right before a slam, that's not always a good time to get uh, involved with that player because they tend to you know kind of pat themselves on the back. Job well done. We won a title. Let's just go get our check and get out of here. Um, but uh, he played George really competitively in that uh, run in Winston Salem. George took a ton of money in that uh, match. I'm not sure if you remember that market, I but do. he got bet out into like the minus 220 range. It was like one-way action. People were pretty sure George was going to win. Baez was phenomenal, I thought, uh, in that particular match and, you know, honestly dominated the match, even though he won in three. Um, and I think, uh, realistically, they did not, you know, they did not give him an especially fair shake here. It's a, basically the same market that opened. Um, with him in like the plus 180 range. And I think uh, plus three and a half games is the right way to attack this. They played two tie breaks in their Winston-Salem match. The, the degree of separation between the two players is just super narrow. And I think uh, Baez is a fighter. So, um, you know, I'm going to take plus three and a half games with Baez. And I think realistically he's value on the money line as well if you want a little sprinkle. So I'm sitting there, um, I'm sitting there smiling yeah. because both Daniel and Baez were the were two that I cut out <laughs> before I came to mind, which means they are a lock to get there for you. Good for you. So that's the, the over in Tarot Daniel games, Baez plus the game. So you didn't play either money line, yeah. but you played them otherwise, otherwise creatively. Yeah. What, and, anything uh, on the ladies? Then, I didn't play any ladies, but I did. Uh, we talked about it, I think, already. But I laid uh, laid the sets with uh, Yu, uh, Wu Yubing. Yubing Wu. Um, he had a weird kind of spooky collapse in DC in the heat, um, but he was, you know, clearly the better player in that match. And I think now with a couple of weeks to kind of acclimate to the conditions, and in fact, it's a pretty cool day here, as uh, as I can attest to in person. Um, I think Wu is going to be pretty dynamic today. I, I don't rate Lajovic at all in this match. I think Wu, I make him about a, a 66% chance to win, uh, and I laid uh, minus one and a half sets there. If something is going on with him physically, I would expect a retirement and a refund as opposed to uh, taking the loss there. So that's my favorite way to play that one. I'm up, um, I'm up on then, Drew yeah. on one, and I'm up on oh, Dan on you're one. On yeah, I'm going to get crushed today. Yeah, I have I'm a feeling. Cool. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. What else you got? Uh, let's put them up, Kelly. I got Livich was the only one I came up with on the men's side. I, 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 the other ones that you talked about, I, I dropped off. I did take Yafon Wang against uh, Caroline Garcia, which uh, Dano likes Garcia. And then I took uh, Victoria Tomova as a big dog on the, uh, on the ladies' side. She is, uh, she's taking on Peyton Stearns, who has really not played well lately. I think this is like a Peyton Stearns reputation line. So I took Tomova there, whose, whose numbers are really good. And then the NCAA sensation, Fiona Crawley. Uh, she should be a dog against Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, but Pavlyuchenkova has not played a lot. And when she has played, she hasn't been good. And Crawley has a lot of reps under her. So I think that's a live upset possibility as well. Those are my four. Yeah. 
I dig it. Uh, any, am I overreacting and saying based on yesterday's results, this is, uh, we can just, you know, fast forward to uh, Iga and uh, Djokovic in the uh, winter circle party. You are not. You are not exaggerating <laughs> at all. Real quick before we go, because the music's on. Gracious. Did the Cardinals tank move of cutting Colt McCoy induce any bets from you yesterday? I'm, I, I've, I was already loaded on commanders and the under and that week one game so i was psyched to see that because i don't know that josh Dobbs is getting up to speed in time to score over five points there so um that'll be a uh, that'll be a uh, the only action i take okay yeah thank you drew enjoy your day man yeah absolutely best luck guys you too look at him mark fortune on baseball next what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game we're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosted guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VSIN.com. Slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. I don't like being Oppo uh, Dano on one and Oppo Drew on one. But Drew, it's funny with the one Drew and I are Oppo on. We had the same thought, but played it different ways. He's on Yibbing Woo, where he's like, "Well, if he's hurt, he'll just walk off the court." Whereas I'm like, "I think he's hurt. Lajovic will beat him. Watch, I'll be up, and then he'll quit and I'll, he'll walk off the court." Right? So yeah, it, it, it's. You can attack that. You yeah. can attack that thinking two different Drew, ways. Drew's way might be better in the end. We'll see. I don't know. Man, I mean, what a flex by him. Can you imagine flex. Like, like leaving that meeting and then he's like his boss is upstairs like drinking coffee, <laughs> looking out the window, and he's like, Is that that Dinsick kid out there? Like, what is he what is he doing? A live hit on another show right That's now? Fantastic. Real hard worker right there. Fantastic. And then headed to the US <laughs> Open. Wonder if though there's Seal, there's Vera Wang, and there's Drew Dinsick, everybody. <laughs> Uh, baseball yesterday, so again, wish Dev and I were live betting a whole bunch of stuff. We won some, we were awesome. I uh, hit the Mariners uh, over two and a half as a pre-flop for first five, and then we we got greedy and tried to go over seven. I mean, it didn't get there because they ended up with a seven to nothing win over the Athletics as the Mariners maintain their 
one-game lead in the AL West over both the Astros and the Rangers, but Julio Rodriguez basically single-handedly almost got us there. Just absolutely sizzling at the plate. Four more hits, including a two-run homer, RBI double. He is locked in. Uh, I didn't have this one, but Todd did. He went over on the uh, Braves, I think over a touchdown. was there. Their run total yesterday was like seven at Coors. They scored two touchdowns in that game against the Rockies. Beat them 14-4. to But Ronald Acuna, by the way, who's now back to being the favorite in the NL MVP race after yesterday. Did you see what happened in, in right field? Two fans yeah, was wild. run onto the field. The first guy wanted a selfie with him. Security got out there. He wouldn't let go of Acuna. Oh, there we go. We got footage. So this is that security pulling away the first guy from him. And then the second guy rolls out and just knocks him down. Like, bam, right there. And when they were taking the second guy off the field, like, did you see he, he wouldn't? He, like, could, he's just resisting it up in the air. It's like, what are you guys doing? People are so dumb. People are so dumb. And it is scary because you have no idea what right. these people are going to yes. do. You have no idea. And you have no idea how security is going to respond. Like, No, you don't. No, you're you lucky don't. to just get out of there and hopefully you know, get arrested or whatever, not let back to a game. How drunk do you have to be? What kind of bet do you have to make to, to do something like this? This is ridiculous. And Acuna was unbothered and just continued to rake. Is the, is the bottom line of that story. So it ends well. Mark Borcher joins us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. Basewinner. Basewinner.com. At Basewinner on Twitter. How you doing, man? Doing good. Is that what they do when you and Kelly walk into the studio? People, like, maul you and, like, want your autograph and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly is an in-house bouncer here at the South Point as well. Boy, are his, ba- like Boy, are his bouncing duties going to have to step up in the future. That's for a later date. We'll get into that. Um, what did you bet today, sir, on a on an MLB slate that has a lot of playoff implications. You know, speaking of playoffs, I, this Miami Marlins team, their pitch starting pitching is really good. And it starts with El Contra. I'm going to play him on the first inning line here. Uh, you can get it like minus 122. Uh, my mod only has it minus 124, but I, I don't think it's taking into account his last five home starts. Take a look at his last five home starts. He's got 33 strikeouts, five walks, and a 65% median ground ball rate. Wow. That gives him that gives him a base winner ERA. Last five home starts, 2.78. I think Mr. Alcantara is back. And I'm going to go ahead. I think that's a good good play. I actually you know, don't really mind this uh, um, Marlin offense uh, when they've you know, they got a couple additions, Jake Berger, another guy that I can't think off the top of my head, but uh, it's really added some value to him. In fact, I think that in this particular split situation, uh, they're a little bit better than the Tampa Bay offense. So for all those reasons, I'm going to go first five Miami. And then I've got a parlay, Gil. I know oh, people what a surprise. What here. a surprise. And both first five games, and it's going to be Kansas City first five, just a money line bet with uh, Arizona first five plus a half run plus 105. And when that parlay hits, Gil, it's going to pay plus 211. So I, I really like it. You know, this, this uh, Cole Raggins, uh, you, you always said you'd have, you, you, you'd have rag rats if you bet them. But if you look at his numbers, he's really kind of shaped into form. 32.2% strikeout rate, his last 150 plate appearances. That's in the 97th percentile at MLB. You wouldn't think that. And then you look at uh, hard hits per nine, 
uh, a number that I like to use uh, from July 1st to current. It's 7.3 hard hits per nine. That's in the 93rd percentile. So I think we get a, a much better picture here. I think you can make an argument that both these offenses are about equivalent. And for that reason, I'm going to make that the first leg. And then if you go to the Dodger game, first of all, I want to say, I don't think the Diamondbacks are that intimidated by the Dodgers. And I think that that makes a difference. I don't think they're intimidated. I think they're going to go in. They've got the better pitcher in my, by my current numbers. Uh, Kelly's 29.3% uh, strikeout rate in the 90th percentile versus Kershaw, 21.5%. And this is over the last 150 plate appearances. Uh, and you look at stuff plus with Kershaw. Now, I know he's only had 45 batters faced since he got back from injury, but his stuff plus is only in the 16th percentile. Uh, uh, for those 45 batters. Uh, so I think the offenses, while I do like the Dodgers offense better, I think that versus lefties, this, this, uh, a diamondback offense has shown promise. I have them seventh in baseball, uh, versus lefties. So I'm going to play them. I'm going to take the half run on the first five and it's plus one Oh five. So I think that that's a pretty good, good idea there. Gil. All right. It's an official Mark Borchard segment. We have a parlay and somewhere Steve Fezzik is pulling his hair out. Don't worry. He's a full head of hair. He'll be fine. Um, so Steve, Steve's actually going to do a show on Bet US, and I, I'm, I can hardly wait to get in the chat box and say, "Hey, what's what's the parlay of the week?" Because <laughs> he, he gets in your yeah. Bet US chat, chat box and does it. That's well, right. He's a good guy. He's, he's a, a good guy. guy. I love making the parlay, and, and you know what? If you love doing something, it really helps out. And may, maybe the math's not quite quite the best, uh, but it's not bad. It's it's pretty close, yeah, and, and you, it's a good way to it's a good way to alleviate risk too. So rather than play these these huge favorites. You know, and then if you lose all three, you know, you it, it could wipe you out. Yeah, and, for, those, uh, for so, those that don't yeah. know, Mark does a Bet US show with, along with Jason Weingarten uh, on uh, Bet US there as well. Very creative programming choices for guests by the Bet US folks, by the way, uh, Kelly. I don't know where they got those two guys from. Uh, uh, okay, so I want to ask you about the Giants. The Giants are minus 105 to make the playoffs. They're a half game out. Yesterday, Kyle Harrison in his second start, 11 Ks for the Gigantes. This uh, after Beck had a start. I feel like anecdote just just around the people that I'm surrounded by because I'll have Spore on, and, you know, and he's like ah the Giants, right? Like, he's a bunch of people who are like ah the Giants, wishing to have same thing. I feel like you and I are the only people who appreciate this team. Would you bet the minus 105? Because I would. It's close here, my because I've been I've been proponent of the Giants. Uh... Pretty much for the last two months, I've got about minus one ten. So yeah, there's a scant bit of value. Scant, there. Yeah. scant for you. Okay, yeah. the, the, they are the most likable team ever. The things they do, right? Throwing guys out at home, Patrick Bailey behind home plate, throwing guys out at second at the highest rate in the league. It's just it's such a, and everybody seems to hit two forty. It's incredible what they what this team does. And I'll say it again: if Farhan Zaidi was the Yankees GM, they'd win forty seven championships in a row. They really would. Just a, yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Gil, but no, no. It, but it's so true what you say, and I just wanted to, to make this this comment because I I I model probably like I don't know I'll compare my modeling skills for baseball to anybody, and I can I can run simulations with the best of them too. But sometimes you can't put stuff like that, and you call you it can't. Giants magic, yep. and you call it Giants magic, but there there you can't like put a guy like. They know, okay, this guy's a ground ball pitcher. He likes to work the outside part of the plate. Oh, we got a, we got a player that can do that. Let's platoon him. 
let's let's put him this part in the order. And I think that they do that stuff. And you can call it Giants magic, but maybe it's sabermetric magic, Gil. Yeah, you they know what, do that better than any other team. I agree with you on you that. You know what else is Giants magic? The umps give them so many calls at home that are outside of the strike zone, and they call strike. It's incredible. Part of that is Bailey's framing, but a lot of it's like, oh, there's another there's another strike that wasn't a strike. Uh, real quick, because Wish Dev and I were Wish Dev and I were throwing this around yesterday. Who's more disappointing when you put put it all in the wash? The Yankees, based on just the fact that they're the Yankees and they have their traditional payroll, or the Padres, based on what was expected of them? And I get it, they won yesterday, but who would you say? Well, it depends on what you're looking for. Because the Padres, you you can make a case and say, well, you know, they're they really kind of performed good. The timing hasn't been good. You look at their expected wins to actual wins. I mean, there's a chasm in that, right? So, um, but for me, it would be, if you're comparing the two, it would be the Padres because me too. Me too. Yeah. The Yankees, I mean, judge had that freak injury. That that's a, I don't know, arguably the best player in baseball be, between him and Otani, but the, I think the best offensive player, no argument by, by me. And they lost him for, for like on a freak injury. So I think that you can you kind of fall back on that. If you're yeah. you know, Yankees disappointment, guy. I think the Yankees is more malpractice, not being able to shore up their holes. Whereas the Padres, you just watch them and you're like, how is this even like, how, are, how bad can they be? We had some guy, this book's like, I still think they can make the playoffs. I'm like, why don't you get to 500 before we talk about that eight games down? below 500. Mark, enjoy. Good luck with the bets today, man. Thanks, Gil. Hey, enjoy the U.S. Open. I'm, I, I'm waiting with bated breath on your picks every day, by the way. <laughs> My man, Mark Borchard, base winner on the show. Coming back with Joe Pita in studio next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.